Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 91 of the GVG cast. I'm your host for today, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined by my good friends and GVG partners, Derek Bittner, Daniel Alba, and Brandon Miracle for a very ultimate GVG cast, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Going pretty well. Not, not too shabby. Cool, cool. I'm tired. I, <laughs> I was like, hey, don't, don't all answer at once now. Yeah. Um, I hear you. It is Friday. We're, we're usually tired by the time Friday rolls around. I'm a little, I'm a little tuckered out myself, but I am energized by all the news we got today about Sonic 3, the movie, which we will obviously be talking about, uh, clearly what I was referring to with Ultimate earlier. But, uh, Daniel, I see that you are thematically representing not just Sonic, but also Persona 3. Sega's very blue. Keep me very blue today. Yeah, uh, the, um... Spent all day playing Pal World. No, I'm just kidding. I there's a game <laughs> called This is a game everyone was getting into today, and it's called Persona 3 Reload. So I thought I'd give it a try and see what all the hype is about. Uh-huh. Uh, I I was just I just came off. Of, I did a Friday stream. I don't do a lot of Friday streams, but I just came off of that uh, just about an hour ago, and here I am uh, <laughs> just playing the whole thing for that. Um, got a few hours in and. Lo and behold, it, it's it's a good game. It's a good remake. It's a wonderful remake. Everything looks so nice, so clean. It's crazy to hear and see everything differently. Uh, all the characters that were, like your your social links, that were always mute, they all have a voice now. That's crazy. That's weird. Nice. Oh, wow. I, I, didn't, I never imagined their voices anymore. Bebe, my my French son, sounds incredible. Is he, I can't believe I'm going to hear Does he have a better French voice. accent? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've only heard a couple lines so far, but I imagine as we go on, it's going to be fun. Uh, Kenji's voice by Zo- Joe Zija. That's that's actually that that made me laugh. To, of all of all the kind of characters that Joe would play, Kenji is is quite uh, the one to choose for that. <laughs> that people probably <laughs> I, already know. I ran into him in the school in the opening bit, and I just I they don't show you those characters' names until they tell you their names. But I just knew it was him as soon as he started talking. I was like, mm, that's Joe. <laughs> that's him. <laughs> Every nice. single character in that game uh, has a new voice act, a new voice talent, except for Elizabeth retains Tara Platt as the voice actress for that. Oh, nice. Originally was also doing double double time as Elizabeth and Mitsuru, but now it's Elder Clark doing Mitsuru. So I'm glad if any character came back, it was her. Um, but yeah, I, I bought, I got the pre-order. And so they gave me the little... It's weird. This is a standee, oh, cool. but it but it's also a keychain, so you can use oh. it however way you want to. <laughs> oh, of, weird. of the That's of the main cool. of the main character. Very and cool. uh Neat. there was some pre-order bonuses in the package for a Persona 4 Golden music to have play in the background. Oh, that's um, neat. When you're when you're exploring Tartarus, there's more DLC that I probably will will fork over money for because I love all the content <laughs> that they're showing. They're legacy content from other Persona games. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that it's it's crazy, man. Uh, I'll probably be playing more tomorrow for maybe on stream. I don't know. We'll we'll find out if I can, can if I can help myself from playing more later. But you even played it a little bit, Brandon. Have have you been enjoying I, it so far? I mean, I've only been experiencing cutscenes and dialogue, so I can't say much yet. <laughs> that is that is yeah, most I, of the persona experience. <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm literally I I ended off stream when uh, the game kind of gives you free reign to roam and do whatever you want after school. I, I you do like one battle, uh, for the story, and then you take there's a bunch of other cutscenes, and then you start to explore Tartarus uh, proper, 
and then um yeah around the three hour mark is when you actually have more freedom to do as you like so it does take a while it's not like persona 5 where they kind of just throw you in there but three and four take a moment to kind of get going with that but once you get going uh i, I think it's going to be a good rhythm going forward my my initial impressions of the setting and visuals and everything uh, stand above Persona 5 so far. So uh, I think I'm in for a good time. I, I have famously attempted to play Persona 5 on three separate occasions, and it never managed to work out for me. So this is this is my one final push. <laughs> it, it, before you this Steve game... have this... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, before this game came out, it was generally agreed upon that uh, 3 had the best story, 4 had the best characters, 5 had the best gameplay. But with this remake, 5 might be in trouble. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> right. I, I will say so far, that uh, of, of all I'm the three, P3R's interface is my favorite. I mean, I'm biased. Blue is my favorite color. But, man, that interface is just so clean. I remember from playing the PAX demo with you, Daniel, that, it, God, I was just mm -hmm. blown away. And, of course, all Persona games are known for that. But there's something specific about Persona 3 Reload's interface that really appeals to me even more. I literally I've been... cut. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I literally cut into like a, a minute and a half of my precious demo time looking at the UI because every single menu is just it, they flow so well into each other and it's like if you thought the the chaotic nature of Persona 5's menus were were too much and too loud for you, this pretty much cleans all that out. It looks very smooth and and nice, mm -hmm. big solid colors. Uh, it reminds me of why my art my art direction kind of shifted after playing Persona 5 and and four and and how it became a lot more cleaner and solid color like because uh, the weight that three does it is so like exceptional and it reminds me why graphic design and ui design is so important in these in these games right oh for sure absolutely uh i was gonna say i've been playing with <laughs> i'm Go sorry ahead, brandon. brandon i was gonna say i want to let you talk and that's the irony yeah. of that i was like no 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 i don't want to talk let brandon talk it's been a while since he's been on yeah, yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna shut up and you talk <laughs> this is the fun of podcasts over the internet um yeah <laughs> real quick on persona i was gonna say i'm playing at crank settings uh that game's very crispy when uh everything is maxed on pc so i'm uh, quite oh, enjoying man. that nice um, nice i originally had my background blue for Persona 3 Reload, but I was like, Daniel's already got that covered, so now I'm red for Shadow. Um, Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> haven't played Shadow the Hedgehog before, uh, but now with uh, Sonic X Shadow Generations coming out, I'm like, hmm, might be time to to see what that game's all about. Oh, boy. For better or for worse. I can't wait for you to, to hear your thoughts, man. That is an experience, for sure. You have to get every ending Every ending. Mm -hmm. You have to, oh, you know, you have to get every ending so you can see the final ending. The yeah. true ending. All right. I'll, com I'll, I'll commit that to stream. We're going to stream that one. <laughs> yeah. Can't good, wait. Good luck on that. I, uh, I still remember my time with that game, and it was something else. So I'm looking forward I, to your thoughts. For sure, I, man. The funny thing is, is I got back into Sonic through what is the fandom considers the two two of the worst games in the series because I started seeing this stuff of like people talking about like, um, you know, uh, Sonic Adventure Two being on GameCube and all this stuff, and I was like, you know what, I, I should check this out. And uh, I had a Wii at the time, so I picked up Sonic and the Secret Rings. And played that oh, no. and i did enjoy it at the time oh 
And the other thing is I had a friend that, like, uh, that had Shadow the Hedgehog. I was like, oh, yeah, I check that out. I'll play Shadow the Hedgehog. And I played, I, I did everything in Shadow the Hedgehog. So I did, too. I, somehow I'm, yeah. I'm still a bit of a fan of Sonic. I don't know how, but I did. That's, that's what I did. You know, there's something to be said about starting with the worst game in a series because it only goes up from there. I mean, the thing, I played the classics in 2D and whatnot, but that was sort of my exposure to 3D Sonic of all things. So... Oh, no. That was your... Wow. See, I mean, I definitely played them all sequentially, but it is amazing that I am still a fan of Sonic, a huge fan of Sonic, after also 100%ing Shadow. Because I did everything in that game as well. I don't know why I tortured myself like that, but I did. And uh, yet, here we are. Here I because sit still... Because the endings are just weird enough, like, you kind of see... I, I have to see this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? It's so true. Well, uh, Derek, I'm... what else have you been... Oh, go ahead. Well, Brandon, yeah, I was yeah. going to say I'm scared, but I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. I am excited oh, for you, man. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what about you, Derek? What you been playing? I, I saw you playing Sea of Stars the other day. Uh, yes. Friends so I, I've, I've been slowly working my way through Sea of Stars. And all I'll say on that, the last time I left off is I finally traveled to Sea of Stars. So I'm, I'm oh, getting okay. towards the end. Cool. I will say, mm. uh, opinions aside on my full thoughts on Sea of Stars, because I'm still not fully sure one way or the other how, I, uh, how I'm going to end up feeling about that one. But my God, that's that the actual Sea of Stars sequence is friggin' gorgeous. It's cool, isn't it? Yeah, like it, it, it really stands out so much. Like holy crap! Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I got a little further beyond that. Um. But that, that I have not gotten to the end yet. But it's 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 definitely picked up from my time. Like thinking, okay, this first six or seven hours sure is a game. <laughs> Low start for sure. It's a slow burn to start, and then it picks up. I'd say what around ten hours in. Yeah, which about that. Yeah, uh, something is, about you. you know, I mean, that's, something that's about you really enjoying games that take forever to get started, Ash. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's definitely you a fair 13. criticism because I was, I was wondering too because I, you know, when I there's a certain part where where I'm like, you know, where it gets to it starts taking off, but before that, I'm like, man, I'm loving the visuals, I'm loving the music, I'm I'm really enjoying the experience fun. of playing the game. But like, man, this story isn't going anywhere. And, yeah. and you know, I wouldn't say Sea of Stars has an amazing story, period. But it definitely gets going. Uh, but it takes a little while to get there. But, you know, so many games have that issue. Like Twilight Princess has that issue as well, where it's just you oh, know, yeah. a, mm -hmm. an interesting story there eventually. Mm -hmm. But, man, does it take a while to get off the ground. Uh, I would argue like Skyward Sword is the same way. So, yeah, uh, it definitely, mm. I mean, honestly, a game that I finished this week, Spider-Man 2, that's also an issue. And Man, when it ramps up, though, oh, my God, like the the second half, especially the last third of Spider-Man 2, completely amazing, goes off the rails insane. It's so good, but it does take a little while to get there. Yeah. Um, uh, and I have a feeling I'm in for, oh, good. Oh, no, uh, I was going to say the other, well, the other else I played, but you, we'll flow. Yes, what were you, what were you else okay. were you going to say? I was going to say that I, I have a feeling I'm in for that experience once again, because I've I've uh, went straight from finishing Spider-Man 2 into starting Final Fantasy 16. I'm, I'm only about three hours in or so. And uh, after the intro, which was really cool, uh, which is where you play the, you know, the the demo part, it definitely slows down a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I wonder if this is going to be a slow ramp up back to like where things are getting really interesting again. Or, but it definitely after that intro, it's like okay, we're gonna put the brakes on a little bit. I I'd say peaks it, and valleys with that game. Yeah, I'd say peaks and valleys because yeah. there there are parts that you're coming up on that do ramp up the hype a bit. 
uh-huh. but you know peaks and valleys because well your your peaks are when you get to get get into those uh summon fights so right right um, I'm playing that on frame rate mode though man there's something about the quality mode in 16 where the visuals are just I don't know if it's the frame rate it, it, it seems like it's a little bit lower than 30 I don't know but it looks rough in quality mm-hmm. mode so I've been playing in 60 fps mode and that's been a lot smoother in experience literally i guess i gotta i can't remember what i have it set on honestly but yeah no it's all right but so far i'm enjoying it though um it's definitely it's uh it's definitely a different flavor of final fantasy but i'm enjoying it enough clive is an interesting character for sure um i'm, I'm enjoying him um just in general i think I'm, I'm having a good time so far but again i'm only like three hours in so i can't really say too say for sure too much yet i want to play like uh like a dragon infinite wealth so badly but i just i'm i'm stopping myself because i don't want to drop it when rebirth comes out and i know yeah. you, whatever you, i'm you playing, know you gotta I'm put dropping. out that time and speaking yeah. of rebirth i finally took the time to finally play through yuffie's intermission in final fantasy 7 intergrade yes. uh play through play through that and um it's funny Nothing much happens story-wise. It's all like mostly character development stuff and just little things that you don't know if they'll build off what uh, one way or the other. But damn, if it doesn't have a great finale, <laughs> like that just pulls it you really in. Does. And I was just left. Like all I'll say is her exiting the Shinra building, and mm-hmm. I got chills. Like I was, yeah. like holy crap, just incredible. <laughs> It's so nice to have a version of Yuffie that it feels like she matters to the plot. Yes, right? I agree. <laughs> like I, I always like Yuffie, I, but yeah. I couldn't give less, less of a crap about Yuffie in the original Final Fantasy VII because there's no right. reason to really care. She was but man, there. now I wouldn't have it any other way. Like her moveset and her mm-hmm. abilities are so cool in, in uh, Intergrade. Like, uh, I can't wait to just see her integrate with the rest of the party. Uh, in mm. rebirth, well, I, I had somebody uh, mention to me because you can throw off her, throw her shuriken, and you know cast magic through the shuriken that way. But I did not realize until somebody mentioned it to me to me that you can use that windstorm technique uh, while it's out there like that. And I'm like, and that boy, that was a oh. game changer of stuff just being super effective and like, oh, this feels good. And I'm like, hmm, I have a bit of time. Do I want to replay this on hard mode because? I really enjoyed this and I, I want to yeah. see what it's all about. And I saw that there's like these like memos or notes or something that you can only find in hard mode. I'm like, Hmm, I think I want to like, what are those about? So right. the, the, the big question I have is that if the uh, encounters that you have within uh, the Shinra building, do those come back or is it just like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, honestly, I mean, I only played through it once myself, but yeah. I, yeah, I wonder. You'll have to let me know or let us know if you do uh, if you do replay it on hard mode. Well, what I mean is that the I mean, for rebirth, do they matter? Yeah. Oh, do they matter? Right, right. Yeah, that's a yeah, good question, right? Yeah. Although I will say, yeah. I'm. It'd be kind of. It'd okay. be interesting, like if if rebirth has its own intermission chapter sometime in the future, and maybe mm-hmm. that element of the story just kind of stays over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that you know that's fine as extra DLC type stuff to see what the, uh, they're all up to, but I will say it was a treat to just see the uh, core members just sort of checking it, you know 
hanging out. <laughs> That's it's like, oh, cool. Just see them interact without any stress. This is nice. Uh, that whole time that Cloud's not back, you get to see what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. It's it, it was good stuff. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going to see if I can get back to 16 before Rebirth comes out. But I think it's kind of like you and Infinite Wealth, Ash. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. So I have to fit that game sometime in this year. I, I don't know when it'll be, but I just I love Like a Dragon so much. And I love Ichiban so much that I want to experience a whole nother game with him in it i just need to i know you know that game has so much content in it i know i gotta you know put aside a nice fat slice of time for that one and this just isn't it because rebirth is gonna supersede everything when it Mm -hmm. hits and it's now officially less than a month away we are in rebirth month folks it is so close oh yeah so close actually oh man uh, i I just there's a comment from captain kashi in our live audience uh, if they wind up doing a Vincent-centric intermission type thing after Rebirth, I think they'll return. Which, God, that makes so much sense to give Vincent his yeah. own intermission. That'd be cool. It, it really does. You I know what? So Show sick. Vincent as a Turk. Oh, the yeah. Le- that would be interesting to have Vincent le- in the lead up into him being put in the coffin. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I could see them doing it, honestly. That wouldn't surprise me. It would it would be a nice bit of symmetry with the Yuffie intermission. So, yeah, I could totally see that happening. And yeah. uh, But no, no, I, we don't Alpha Line. No Dirge of Cerberus remake, please. Unless they <laughs> unless they remade it into a good game. Why That's not? different. If they can remake it into a good game, then sure. But it needs a lo- that game needs a lot of work <laughs> in its The Shadow form. the Hedgehog of Final Fantasy VII <laughs> compilation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, goody. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, to spending some more time with 16. I'm going to play a little bit more tonight, this weekend, and just kind of get more of a feel for it. But so far, I think I'm enjoying it. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can finish it before 7 Remake hits. And I figured, you know, that's probably easier to finish in time than a game like like, uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, before we move on too much further, though, I do want to give a few birthday shout-outs to some of our uh, patrons and community members. Uh, happy almost birthday to Jackamon, who celebrates their birthday uh, on Sunday, the 4th. So happy almost birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday to Sky Blue Flames, who celebrates theirs on Monday, the 5th. And happy birthday to VGA Fanatic 2468, who celebrates theirs on the 6th. So we got three birthdays, one right after another. And happy, happy birthday to all three of you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. So uh, before we get into it, of course, we do have some Super Chats, and uh, as always, I will continue reading Super Chats as the uh, show goes on, but I want to go ahead and knock out a few now. Uh, First, we have Dion Wynn with $10. Thank you so much, Dion. Asking, what third-party game would you want and get for the Switch or Switch 2? Oh, God. Like a port? Well, yeah, I guess it's a port, right? I mean, we we were Uh just talking about, uh, you know, FF7 Remake. That would be kind of be cool to have in a handheld format of course you can play that on steam deck mm-hmm. so that's already doable but mm-hmm. i guess it would need to be something that's not uh you know playable or realistic on the switch's hardware what do you guys think i would i've said this before but i would i'm really hoping monster hunter wilds comes out on switch too oh, oh if it has yeah. crossplay, then you'd have crossplay against on on every platform which would be amazing that would be cool right mm-hmm. that would be really cool yeah yeah, I guess something like a fighting game, like that, like a fighting game that isn't on Switch, like Street Fighter Six or Tekken Eight. That would be kind of cool to have in a handheld format oh, yeah. with crossplay enabled. So probably one of those, actually. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, it's surprising it hasn't happened yet. And we were kind of just talking about it. Uh, I don't believe the Yakuza series is on Switch. It's not. Good point. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Like they could release that on this the, the entire Yakuza series on the on the Switch too, and I think it might do well. So that would be really nice because they're all such big meaty RPGs. Or well, action games and RPGs, I should say, not RPGs. But yeah. um, you know, they're also long. It'd be nice to have those in a handheld format for sure. <laughs> what about you, Daniel? Yeah, I mean like like a like a dragon could be pretty successful considering the format of that game being yeah uh for what it is and then you can get infinite wealth after that it, it kind of lines up right now yeah for sure uh well thank you for that dion and we got a trio of super chats from our good friend disney duncan for 15 dollars total thank you so much first off uh rest in peace carl weathers as a diehard fan of star wars especially the mandalorian i'll miss him he played a great character in that show yes of course that can that news came yeah. through today and rest in peace legendary actor uh so rest in peace carl weathers for sure Amazing. uh also rise of Rodan, dragon's dogma 2 and princess peach showtime releasing on the same day why because video games that's why that seems to, to be to happening be more and more fair, now those seem like three very different audiences <laughs> yeah that's true though there's a yeah, bit of crossover yeah, but they're very distinct games <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, I yeah, I can see, I can see a little bit of crossover maybe between Ronin and Dogma, but yeah, three separate audiences there for sure. Uh, and then last one, just finished another code recollection, ten out of ten game, underrated game. Be sure to tell John as he recommended it to so many people. Thanks. Yeah, I played the I demo find time with to pick my it up. wife. It's cool, man. I played the Me demo too. with my wife, and we really liked it. And uh, if it wasn't for Apollo Justice Trilogy, which we're playing now together, we would have just gotten a, another Code Recollection and played that instead. But in this household, Ace Attorney comes first. So <laughs> we've been looking at your Apollo Justice Trilogy for so long. So, yeah, we're playing that now. Uh, thank you, Duncan. And then next up, Leo Flo with $5. Thank you so much, Leo. With Kristen Ritter being announced for Sonic 3, do you think she'll voice Amy, Rouge, or in a twist play Gun Commander Maria? And uh, that's my my personal guess is Rouge, but that's actually a perfect segue into a conversation about that. And mm -hmm. don't worry, of course, as more super chats come in, we as they already have, I will read some, uh, the rest out throughout the rest of the show. But for now, let's talk about Sonic Three. And yes, so as I said just in that super chat, Kristen Ritter is uh, going to be in the cast of the movie, and my guess is that she is going to voice Rouge. But who knows? Uh, but the big news, of course is that the man, the one and only Jim Carrey, is back as Dr. Robotnik in Sonic 3. And I think we can all agree it would He's not have bad. been the same without him. He's <laughs> Right? It would not have been the same without him, right? Yeah, no. It, it, they definitely found a way that they could have written him out if they needed to, but they, they, he's yeah. sticking around, so that's that's good to see. And, uh, yeah, I guess the big, the big question right now is who's voicing Shadow? Right. And we still, we don't know yet. Uh, they're probably going to, you know, keep that under their, you know, close to their chest for quite a while now. Or uh, for quite a while still. I forget I how say. long it took before they revealed Idris Elba's Knuckles. Wasn't it like several months, our, be like like half a year before the movie came out at least? Our, our first trailer with Knuckles was at the Game Awards, wasn't it? That's, it was, hmm. I think. You're right. I mean, we'd have to get a trailer soon just because it's coming out at the end of the year. Right. It's I'd say December. we're probably going to get a trailer by summer. Because I yeah, think they're yeah. in production right now. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of amazing they don't have, they won't have a trailer ready by the Super Bowl. 
I know it's too bad, right? Oh. That would be really. Exciting. I mean, we got Knuckles for uh, the Super Bowl ad. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I just, he, he is in the that ad. That commercial is so dumb, but I kind of love it. Just because I love no. Patrick Stewart, so. <laughs> we also have the Knuckles show coming out this year that we're still waiting on. It was supposed to come out last year. Oh yeah, that'd be a good right. summer thing to build up hype for it. And I yeah, think it's and it'd be a stopgap between, between the movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's supposed to take place between the two movies, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with her. I'm not quite sure how to say her name, but Alila or Leela Brown is the youngest new cast member. Gee, I wonder I, who I she could be. <laughs> I wonder. I think we can all agree <laughs> she's going to be playing Maria. <laughs> um, I love just but, that knowing that she's been cast in the movie. Like, obviously, <laughs> she's going to be Maria. That just shows us how deep that Sonic 3 well, is going to go into Sonic Adventure 2. I, I, it's the dark joke amongst the Sonic fandom where they saw her cast, and it's like, oh, we're going to get a, see a little girl get shot. <laughs> just like, I oh, know. God. I, I, I wonder, I really wonder how far they're going to go with that. Are like, they going to have the in, space in, station? Are they going to go that far uh, with it? Please. I want them to just go in entirely, all the way in. Me too. I mean, As, all, yeah. all I know is that we got to have... Sonic back in San Francisco doing the Escape from the City sequence. Oh, That's... he's got to be. He's got to do that. If the movie doesn't open that way, they obviously they <laughs> just drop the ball. <laughs> I, I have such high hopes, though. I mean, they've gotten so much right about the first two movies. I know they're not perfect. Uh, I know a lot of people really especially don't like the wedding part of the second movie. I get it. But I think mm. by and large, they really have nailed it with these movies. And I, I have really high hopes that they're going to do just as well, if not even better, with the third movie. Because the second movie really doubled down on the lore stuff, right? And it seems that they're really kind of, you know, with probably who's going to be Maria, and we got Shadow now, and Gun is also, we know that's part of the story. Like, it seems like they're really digging into the lore. I, I mean, I they set so. up things with the, I mean, they set up things with the first two movies, and this is the point where it's like, yeah, now... We have clearance to enter the adventure era and the adventure arc, which we can clearly see that they're leaning into because um, if you, anyone hasn't seen it, the logo reveal for the movie with Sonic and Shadow like like integrated into it, it looks a lot like the Sonic Adventure 2 logo that they had mm-hmm. way back then. Yeah, And you can even hear uh, the melody of Live and Learn in the background yes. as well. So, uh, I, so I'm good. pretty sure what you're wanting to see from like, you know, as far as they're going to go back with Maria is going to be a lot more in in in, de- in depth and in detail, giving Shadow that back that backstory and uh, a reason why he's going to be as angsty as he is. But you know, it's it's there's so much that they can do with it at this point. Right. And I mean, <laughs> it was even like it was even kind of brutal in the anime. The Sonic X anime was was uh, how how they did the whole scene with Maria, Maria as well. So I mean, I, I bet they'll go in deeper with the movie for sure. Can, can you believe can we just take a moment to appreciate that we live in this timeline that a Sonic <laughs> Adventure 2 live action movie is coming out and we're actually excited about it? Yeah. We're speculating about how Maria's going to be shot or I know, right? <laughs> what a time to live in today. I know. The, the funny thing is is that they could totally do, that Knuckles is getting a spin-off. It is completely possible for Shadow to get a spin-off, which means we have we we could absolutely get oh um you know, uh, what is, what's, oh God, what's his name? Dark. A Black Doom? Black Doom, Black Doom. Yeah, it's going to voice Black Doom in the Shadow spinoff. 
Oh, just get gosh. whoever did oh Dr. Claw and Inspector Gadget gets. It's literally the same voice. It's just Dr. Claw. Well, I mean, <laughs> um, it, it, the funny thing is it's um, uh, uh, the voice of Goku playing Black Doom. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sean Shemble Shem- Shem- so is the funny. voice of Black Doom. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Oh, I yeah. didn't know. That's so I, I'm almost positive that. I'm going to double check. I'm going to double check. Sean's Man, not I, in a lot of stuff. But no, he, he really is, isn't. Like, damn. I, uh, yeah, but Sean I'm Schimmel. so in agreement with you. It's, it's so funny that that's him. I had no idea. It's so hard to imagine them being the same person. Hey, everybody. Black Doom here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, man, Brandon, I so agree with you. I want them to go all in because, you know, as hype as the end of Sonic 2 was, the, the brief little, you know, hype moment we get with Supersonic, imagine them going all in in space, Supersonic and Super Shadow with oh the arc and with the the bio lizard and like just and, and if they actually do use live and learn in the movie which please god i hope they do i remember just being in the theater when the you know sonic has the chaos emeralds towards the end of the movie and i'm like they're not gonna do this right now are they <laughs> and my heart starts beating and i'm like we're getting super sonic on the big screen and that's yeah oh it was so the, cool the, the question it was is... amazing are they going to be fighting the Bio Lizard, or are we going to be getting Metal Sonic? That's the question, right? I mean, that's I could see them saving Metal Sonic for Sonic Four, though. Like maybe they don't want to, you know, blow their load all at once, you know, potentially proverbially. It's it's almost always been like it's almost never actually it's almost never has has been uh, Super Sonic versus Metal Sonic. It's always been just you know the classic regular Sonic versus Metal Sonic. So mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be it would go that far. Yeah. Uh, Metal Sonic would at least be like a, a rival of some sorts, but yeah, I think they'll go bigger for uh, whatever climactic ending they want to put for uh, Sonic Three in this case. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get confused saying Sonic Three and not thinking of like the Genesis game. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, my my theory is that like you know Eggman is bringing Shadow against Sonic because they're similar, right? And when the Shadow doesn't work out, he's like, I'm just gonna make my own Sonic. And then we get Metal yeah. Sonic. Yeah, you you totally guess, could see that. I think it'll be Biolizard personally. I think they'll probably keep Metal Sonic and well, you know for a future movie. Maybe they they could also it's just, just go ham with uh, Robotnik being like, "Ah, oh, here's Metal Sonic. Ah, here's Silver Sonic. Ah, here's uh, uh, Mecha Sonic." Yeah. <laughs> just get yeah. all the the robot uh, Sonics in there, overwhelming them to up the uh, problem. <laughs> Uh, Mushworks in our YouTube chat mentions that they've heard a rumor that Hayden Christensen might be voicing Shadow, and I haven't heard the, that rumor. I've heard I've, a separate one that Keanu Reeves might be voicing him, which at first I was like, <laughs> wait, and then I thought about it. I was like, wait, actually, that could work. That could work. Look, I, I love Keanu. I love Keanu. I would rather Keanu oh. be some kind of campy goofball character. <laughs> uh-huh. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. He he works I can goofball, hear but you can also see him just doing John Wick, uh, and then like, which also makes me just like yeah. th- that's some fan <laughs> animation there of people like just making Shadow move like John Wick and having all these yeah. fight scenes like that, because you know the fandom will do it. I think my favorite thing about Jim Carrey coming back, I have a quote up here uh, on my screen about what he said it would take for him to return to acting. Uh, after retiring he said and i quote if the angels bring some sort of script that's written in gold ink that says to me that it's going to be really important for people to see i might continue down the road but i'm taking a break and it's sonic 3 this is the gold ink this is the angels 
that that's the movie that they brought him is Sonic 3 always has been the, the fun part about this too is like he probably doesn't even realize the weight of the this movie for video game fans because like right. when you're on the outside it's hard to imagine like mm -hmm. imagine the people doing Detective Pikachu that didn't really know how big Pokemon really is <laughs> so like I couldn't see a better movie for, for Jim Carrey to go out on than this no I meant like it's actually possible that the last movie this man will ever be in will have live and learn in it. Isn't that wild? <laughs> the only, I was just looking. The, we go. the like, only movies he's been in, like, so he had uh, two movies in 2016, nothing until 2020, which was when Sonic the Hedgehog came out. And since then, it's only been Sonic movies, which is amazing. The only I other role love, he had yeah. was in, in Saturday Night Live as Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize he did that. My my next question for for Jim Carrey is: Are are we are we going full fat suit on this final final? Oh, he gets an eating disorder not, because of like how much how he's lost twice now. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe. Are we, are I, we rounding out? <laughs> I don't think they'll do that. I think they want to keep up that energy. But I mean, obviously, he's been done the whole thing with the Grinch before. But I I I feel like they won't. It's weird to me though, because like. He gets he becomes so much more insane in the second movie compared to the first. Like mm -hmm. they have to top that somehow. <laughs> he does, yeah. He starts getting yeah. more and more unhinged. Yeah. It was it was so jarring to see just Robotnik was was just Jim Carrey. It just didn't look anything much like him. And then you see towards the end of the first movie, that's when you see like the bald the bald cap, the glasses, like, oh, he's becoming he's becoming the eggman <laughs> as time goes uh, on. His transformation will complete. <laughs> Approaching now, his final form with every movie. Now, here's the big question: for Ger if the, if Gerald Robotnik is in this movie, and is his grandfather, like, all right, who's the older comedian? Do we stick with a comedian and have him be weird as well? Or do we have him be more serious? Who's the older guy we have uh, play Gerald? My, I don't know my how much wants it to be Michael Caine. Oh, Michael that Caine. would be good. Oh, uh, Squire, good. honestly. Gerald, man. Larry David, that's a pretty good choice. I can't see him doing that's it, but I, do, I can't imagine. He just beat up Elmo. Sean Goodman, Dave Rubio, Steve Martin. Oh, Michael oh. Keaton. That's a good one, Frequent Positron. Oh, yeah, that is. That's and Leo, and Leo Flo. Good one. I, I was going to say Kurt Russell, just after he played Ego in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I loved his villainous take. You know, and he's an older, older actor who can definitely do comedy as well, so... Or Danny, or Danny DeVito always gets brought up in these cast discussions. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. It's so it's so funny to hear us very seriously talk about this when we're talking about a man who was only appearing in front while he's in, in at a shooting range, he... just about to be executed <laughs> by a bunch of people. Well, they could flesh out Maria's scenes and have Gerald be there as well. Well, Patrick Stewart, Jaden Buck. That's a good one, Patrick Stewart. I mean, he's had worse worse roles. He was a he was the poop icon in the emoji movie. So, this is a yeah. step up. Oh, gamer twelve eighty eight Willem Dafoe. That might be the one. That might be the one. There, all these are such Maybe. great suggestions. <laughs> Man, yeah. There's there's just so much they they can do with this movie, and I I have a lot of faith that they're going to get it right. I, uh, I'm just so excited. And again, it just would not be the same if Jim wasn't coming back. And it's just Sonic is the, the, the magic, the magic juice, apparently that gets this man to keep coming out of retirement and you love to see it. 
Um, but that is not the only Sonic-related news we've got this week. Or I thought Shadow. That, I thought, yeah, or Shadow. This is like the week of Shadow, really. Um, because back during everybody. the state of play, uh, we, and of course it was a badly kept secret because it was leaked like the day before, but we got the announcement of Sonic X Shadow Generations, which that's an interesting one because we're looking at a remaster of Sonic Generations with a, an as yet undetermined amount of new shadow focused content. And we don't know if it's going to be like a whole nother campaign, but that's what it sounds like. It doesn't sound like it's they're, just going to be like DLC. It sounds like a, Yeah. Their press release makes Sonic X Shadow Generation sound like a compilation of two separate games. It does, right. Mm -hmm. so I, I get Shadow more... Generations is a is is probably gonna be a smaller size yet big enough thing to be considered its own mm -hmm. game. Yeah. yeah. As, Maybe like a Bowser's Fury. Type yeah, I, I was just about to mention that, but of course Caitlin and Down Offline are also oh, mentioned. Caitlin, but yeah, right. yeah. It's a yeah. It, it does seem like three D world plus Bowser's Fury. Which mm -hmm. you know not a bad thing. Not at all. Stand, I mean, Sonic, stand aside, yeah, stand aside, Year of Luigi. It's time for Year of Shadow. Yep. <laughs> I mean, Year of Shadow. I I have heard from my um like this this is a goldmine for uh Sonic YouTubers because I've heard from many friends who are Sonic YouTubers that if if you just have Shadow on the thumbnail, it will have fifty percent more clicks. Uh -huh. <laughs> because Shadow is just that popular. Yeah. Uh, Knights or Nightsabe says, "Can't believe we have an official Sonic game called Sonic X Shadow." Yes, don't don't Google Sonic X Shadow. <laughs> you have to put generations whenever you Google that. Oh, always put the doing. full name of the game. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this because like Sonic Generations already was a fantastic game, and if they do this right, I know the Sonic Colors remaster wasn't handled particularly well, but if they do this right and we get like a true 4K 60 FPS experience for Sonic Generations, oh God yes, like sign me up. Generations was already so good, and it's if the new Shadow content can match the quality of what's already there, we could be in for something really special here. The the. Honestly, the thing kind of holding it back, it's on Switch. I don't know if they'll go all yeah. out for the other systems with it also being on Switch. I mean, but that's also true of Sonic Frontiers. And, like, Sonic Frontiers true. looks and runs amazingly well on PS5 and Xbox. Even if I don't know if I'd say it runs Switch. amazingly well. I don't well, know what it is. Amazingly well. <laughs> really? it, it runs. I feel, like they, I feel like it's a pretty good 60 FPS for me. Like, in, in, in like, frame rate mode, at least. Frame rate, yes. In other ways, not so much. Like, Oh, sure. I see you mean the pop in it stuff. Yeah, yeah. the pop mm -hmm. in, for sure. Um, no, I was talking performance, but I hear you. I, I've been seeing people analyzing the footage because, of course, we're, they're Sonic fans. That's what they're going to do. Oh, um, yeah. And it seems like the Shadow Generations portion of the game is, uh, what is it, Hedgehog Engine 2? Is that what Frontiers is on? I believe oh. so, yes. So people are saying... Like, they're looking at the homing attack and, and whatnot, and apparently it matches Sonic's homing attack from the cyber uh, cyber levels in Sonic Frontiers. Just okay. to, to give you an idea of what it might be like. Just the way these, right. these fans narrow in that they could spot those type of animations. Like, my God. That's yeah. what happened to Sonic Superstars. They're yeah. like, this is Sonic Mania. No. <laughs> Honestly, I was, I was... I'm also kind of hoping we'll get a few more other stages for classic you know for the sonic portion be nice if we got a That'd few more really nice. levels that we didn't have before i don't know i 3ds levels. definitely room for cool. more 
Yeah, we could because we had levels like Casino Night and uh, Mushroom Hill on Water 3DS. Park. It'd be cool to see those. Sonic Rush Water was on Park, there too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. So I don't know if nice. I think they'll do that, but it would be really nice if they did. It would, but it won't happen. Yeah, but man, Sonic think of the new wait. music we're gonna get. We're gonna get some great new music in the shadow levels, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, I. I Apparently, there's a bit of a story component. Well, not surprising, there's a story component, but a separate story component to Shadow's portion, which is that Black Doom has somehow returned and is trying to take over the world. So he's got to fight somehow. Black Doom again. Palpatine return. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> See, now you have. Now you even oh, more god. have to play. Oh uh, god, play Brandon, because he's, Black Doom. He's back. He's blacker Doom. <laughs> oh no. And they'll be oh, back for God. a third game, and now he's, it's Blackest Doom. <laughs> he's back. Oh, Doom. Is, do you think it's going to be a, like a remake of some Shadow the Hedgehog levels in addition to new stuff? Or I that's the part I'm unclear on. I feel like they're waiting Shadow for level. a little closer. They're going to reveal that Shadow's going to wield some guns. I wonder if they'll do that. I, I feel I, like I that, that is a perfect be. like summer games fest. Here's a new here's a new commercial for a new trailer for it, and it just starts. You have sort of the normal gameplay, and all of a sudden, here's this one level that's from Shadow the Hedgehog, where Shadow is wielding guns. That's massive right. reaction fodder. If it's in the game, they're definitely doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my. God. I, I think we'll probably have... get. Oh, go ahead, Daniel. Oh, no, it's fine. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I think we'll probably get Shadow-centric levels, not just from Shadow the Hedgehog, but I think some Shadow levels not, like, from Adventure 2, maybe even from Sonic 06, from Shadow's story, maybe Sonic Colors from Team Dark. Or not Sonic, sorry, uh, Sonic uh, Heroes. Like, Team Dark levels. Like, I feel like we'll probably get a smattering from a couple different games, at least. We saw Final Mm -hmm. Chase in the... We did see Final Chase, that's right, in the trailer already, so... Yeah. I'm guessing maybe something from Sonic 06... Yeah, because uh, they change... weren't afraid to mine that. Oh generation. boy! To, to change it up, <laughs> I, I guess they could give us like White Acropolis, because that's that's always been yeah, interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, change but it up, give it's us just a snow so level. fun to speculate about this. Yeah, and it's but, being done uh, by Sonic yeah. Team, so we'll we'll see what happens. Right. Still, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's just surprising that I I still think back and think that uh, Sonic Adventure Two only had four stages for Shadow in that entire game. Uh, one of them being San Francisco again, Radical Highway. So they probably I don't know if they would do that or not. <laughs> yeah, right. I've uh, the the for the Shadow level, it's for the Shadow of the Hedgehog level. It's either yeah, Westopolis or um, whatever the level was where he's asking about the fourth da- the damn fourth Chaos Hammer because you know they're going to reference <laughs> that. Oh, they have to. They have to. The damn fourth Chaos Emerald. I really hope they do. Um. But, uh, yeah, it's just fun to speculate about and, uh, you know, seeing what they're you know, thinking about what they're going to do with it. Um, but, man, if you haven't played Sonic Generations before, you're in for a treat. I wish I could play that game again for the first time because it really is that good. Um, so, yeah, looking for I really hope they do it right and they handle it right. Uh, going back to the state of play, that isn't the only thing, of course. That was probably one of the things that excited us most. But is there anything else that you guys want to chat about state of play-wise? Because I, I went back and watched it again last night with my wife and... I was I was lower on it than I thought I was. I was like, eh. Mm. But, but, you know, between or other than Sonic and Shadow and Stellar Blade, I'm like, Rise of the Ronin looks pretty cool, but I think Stellar Blade looks better. And then I'm sorry, but I just don't care about Death Stranding too. I just don't. What about you guys? Anything else that stood out to you? 
it was nice to see it, like more of stellar blade actually um that's one of the ones that that stuck out to me the most it was mm-hmm. it was uh well yeah i mean there's a lot to it i think uh the designs are crazy like the monster designs look insane uh during for for that yeah game. they do and um and eve sure has a lot of outfits in that one they sure wanted to highlight the fact that she can be put in so many different costumes <laughs> oh yeah um the, the, the characters are cool in that game i think i think I mean, like, I i'm curious to see more and, and learn more about that because uh i've been interested in that ever since they showed it off way long ago when it was still project eve um but yeah that's probably one of the ones that i think i'm most interested in from what i saw there uh what about you guys or you you brandon you weren't there either yeah yeah i was i was uh watching my daughter at the time so i just kind of i didn't watch it live i ended up skimming through it after the fact um and yeah there wasn't a ton there that really piqued my interest i've seen a lot of people down on silent hill 2 for looking like resident evil 4 um or resident evil 2 and it's hard for me to have an opinion on that since i've never played the original game Um, i mean i'm gonna hold out uh, opinions on that one just because Silent Hill has always kind of copied the gameplay of Resident Evil just being less action focused. So I think that's the thing is like how actiony is that it going to be? I think that's going to be sort of determine it, but go on. Uh, outside of that, I did think Stellar Blade looked cool. It reminded me a lot of Nier Automata. Um, yeah, just, just offhand. Uh, so I'll keep my eyes on that. I, I mean, I love Ghost of Tsushima, so Rise of Ronin on the outside looks cool, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be a game for me in the end uh mm. yeah there just wasn't a ton there outside of sonic that i was really all that excited about did any of us get yeah. a chance to try out that uh silent hill short game that released for free that is on my list to do this weekend and my wife and i are going to play the short message together i've heard mixed things i i heard, so, like I, the atmosphere and the vibe is are, are pretty good but that some of the gameplay is a little whack I, I saw a friend that's into horror games, uh, uh, Creepy Elliot, if he's been on the, on, he was on TNT before and on Game oh, Club. Okay. Uh, he enjoyed it, seemed to be. I didn't say much. He's just like, yeah, it was good. Um, but then I also saw John Phipps <laughs> being like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> this is <Okay>. awful. <laughs> so the the opinions are running the gamut. <laughs> the the thing I keep seeing criticized is the writing. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard that too. I've heard that the atmosphere is, is pretty on point, but that the writing is a little bit too on the nose, a little bit too overt. Ugh, yeah. Oh well. But yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm definitely playing it this weekend though, because I I'm a big Silent Hill fan. You guys know, so I'm going to be pretty pretty harsh on on this. I mean, I'm happy just that Silent Hill's back at all. But I got to say, as excited as I am for the Silent Hill 2 remake, when I saw the trailer again, I'm like looking a little rough and I, I want them to get it right so badly it's not a great team it's looking a little rough yeah i know i know bloober's not yeah yeah i was hoping with konami's oversight maybe but it's not it's not looking great right now i'm i'm not you put your faith in konami <laughs> not that's no but i just you that's know i don't I, I don't i just never like to be that person who's like oh this looks like it's gonna be shit it's gonna be shit i'm writing it off i like to keep oh no i'm alive, the same way you know yeah but yeah even if I know and back my mind, I'm like, uh, maybe isn't a great chance. I do like to at least try and keep hope alive. But yeah. I, I at least want to base my opinion on, you know, the game being out, right? Exactly. Right. And not just write it off 
before it's you know before it's out because at the end of the day whether it turns out great or not they are working hard on it video game development is hard and so i don't like to write off games before they're out yeah so for sure yeah Here's but, hoping, but I, I do agree with you guys. Stellar Blade looks well. Stellar. The, the sad thing great. is, is that a lot of the the, the state of play is just slipping through my mind. <laughs> like it's like not, yeah. not a lot of it's holding on there. It's like oh yeah, that was there. Yeah, they don't have the staying power of like a Nintendo Direct. Even when it's a bad Nintendo Direct, I feel like there's more chatter. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, conversations agreed. about it is pretty much gone, and now everybody's just like, all right, ready for the rebirth state of play, which. Um, I don't even right. want to watch it. I don't want to watch it either. <laughs> well, I, speaking of that, uh, actually, Derek, apparently that they've come out and said it's going to be 20 minutes of gameplay, specifically. I don't need to see it. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Unless like, nobody maybe, else, maybe and no, unless nobody else on the team can actually stream it, I will. I will try not to be there because I. I just want to go in as fresh as possible. Yeah, I, I, I say this knowing yeah. full well that there's going to be all tons of tons of stuff on Twitter. Be like, check this out! Oh, look at this! Or you know, or look at this reference or that sort of thing. But I'll right. do my best. I'm torn because I I really want to go in as fresh as possible, but at the same time I want to be in the midst of that hype when we're watching the state of play. But I hear you; it's it's tough. I don't I don't want to see too much. I don't want to see too much. Um, but. You know what? Some some team of us will probably be be reacting to the rebirth state of play next week. So certainly look forward to that. Uh, we have a ton of super chats. You all are so yeah. generous. So I'm gonna go ahead and cut it off here so we can get through some super chats and then uh, move I on to our Daniel patron topics for the week. Had something to oh. say? Oh, I'm sorry, Daniel. I didn't see. Go ahead, man. Nobody mentioned Dave the Diver and Godzilla crossover. Why would they do that? Dave doesn't stand a chance. He's so. <laughs> Well, now it's Dave minus one. (laughs) Yeah, Dave minus one. Exactly. That's that's such a random crossover, too. Right. Like, who would have thought? I don't sick as hell, though. I don't even know what you would do in that. Like, I don't like do you just run or like what? What's the what's the actual crossover? (laughs) Yeah, I have no idea. But I thought it was just it was just that just stuck out to me. It's funny to mention it. That's all (laughs) for sure. Uh, old Tuxping made a good point too in our live audience chat that people seem pretty confident a demo is coming after the Rebirth State of Play. Yeah, a demo is added to the back end of the Probably. PlayStation Network apparently, yeah. so it's it's almost certainly happening. So that'll be exciting. Probably. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to some of these many many super chats. You all are so incredibly generous. Uh, we've got two a pair of super chats from Cam Alpha for four dollars total. Thank you so much. With a couple of matchups. Chaos from Sonic Adventure versus Zavok from Sonic Lost World. I'm going Chaos. Easy on that one. Yeah, Chaos. Uh, chaos destroying the entire city. Definitely. Yeah. Zavok from the meme. Yeah, Zavok meme. And then uh, Idlis from Sonic 06 versus the Time Eater from Sonic Generations. I don't remember Iblis's, like power level. I, I mean, he destroyed I the mean, world. Yeah. But the Time Eater, like, transcends time. So wouldn't it probably just by default be the Time Eater? Maybe? It's kind of hard to beat time powers. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm still going to go with Iblis, though. I guess I'll stick with Time Eater. It's hard to say, though. I think they're they're very well matched. My answer is Dark Gaia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dark (laughs) Gaia was, like, crazy (laughs) strong. Right. Uh, next up, uh, five euro from a good friend, Twilord. Thank you so much. Try Shadow the Hedgehog with mods. Some very good ones. Hashtag no bias here. I know. I remember you talking about you uh, working on some shadow mods. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure there are plenty of mods that make the game better for sure. I mean, I'm next pretty up, sure Sonic fans have done that with every Sonic game to just make it better. Yeah, every Sonic <laughs> game. Exactly. 
Uh, next up, we have Bongo Lover with five Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. I've finally beaten Infinite Wealth. Man, what a game. Ichiban, a.k.a. Ichibong, has taken Sonic's place as my favorite video game character of all time. So good. I do love me some Ichiban. He is a... He is a good boy, man. He's a he's my favorite himbo in ga gaming, probably. <laughs> he's, he's amazing. Uh, thank you, Bongo. Next, we have uh, two Super Chats from Klaxon for $20 total. Thank you so much. Part one, it's been a while since I've caught you guys live. I've been busy with Japanese lessons, including homework, and trying to fit in other things around that. And then part two is hope you guys are enjoying the influx of great games slash news, and it washes away any negativity that you may be experiencing. Have a great evening. Well, thank you very much, yeah, Klaxon, you. for your... Thank generous you. super chats mm -hmm. and for the good Thank vibes you. and we send them right back to you and good luck on all your japanese homework and studying uh, you got this absolutely uh, next up disney duncan is back with five more dollars thank you uh asking have you seen the character customization in tekken 8 it's wild yes and yeah, if steve was here i'm sure he'd be talking about it because he's been playing it but yeah it's great uh leo flo is back with two more dollars thank you the persona 3 reload wallpapers you made are incredible daniel thank you yeah i spent a good while um, pretty much taking the all the key art of them in their gear for the dark hour, the the new gear that looks really cool on them, yeah, and mm -hmm. making phone wallpaper that looks like the splash screen after they do an all out attack, just kind of replicating that. And a, a lot of people seem to like it. I'm getting a lot of messages on Twitter, so thank you. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah, and I can co sign on that. I saw I saw them on Twitter when I was scrolling through earlier, man, and they are awesome. Well done. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, Twilight is back again with five more euro. Thank you so much. Saying we move ever closer to a Shadow the Hedgehog movie trilogy starring Black Doom and Team Dark. This is the most glorious timeline. It could happen. Maybe that's what we get instead of a Sonic 4 movie is a Shadow movie after Sonic 3. Who knows? Uh, Iggy Garcia with $10. Uh, thank you, Iggy. Hey, guys, this is my first Super Chat as a GBG subscriber. I've been hearing a lot about you and your success with the channel recently, and I'm excited to see what you have in store for 2024. Cheers. Well, cheers right oh, back to you, you, man. Thank you so yeah, much you. for the kind words, Iggy, and we are happy and honored to have you in our audience. Thank you so much. Uh, Twilord back yet again with five more euro. Thank you, Twilord. The most viewed Bumblecast episode with 2.5 times more views than the next highest is their Sonato special from Pride Month last year. I'm not surprised. Not surprised nope, whatsoever. Not at all. Oh. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead and cut, the, cut, cut things off for now. We have a few more Super Chats, but I will read those out toward the end of the show. But for now, I want to move on to our patron topics. And as a reminder, we have a Patreon. And if you support us on Patreon or right here on YouTube members at the producer tier or above, you, you can suggest topics for us to discuss just like the ones we're about to do now. And Brandon, since you haven't been uh, on for a while, why don't you go ahead and get us started, man? So mine comes from Marathon Max. Uh, as gamers, we all use video games as a way to relax, de-stress, and take time to get away when needed. My question is, what other activities do you do ex outside gaming to relax and de-stress? And do you sometimes prefer it to gaming? Uh, yeah, so like, th there's a few things I like to do. I like play board games a lot, um, but that's kind of... That's difficult to do by yourself, so I wouldn't even mm. really call it a de-stressor as much as yeah. just a hobby that I have. Um, so board games, tabletop games. Uh, I've been getting into Lego recently. Expensive oh, cool. hobby. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've shown you guys yeah. my Lego Rathalos before. I'm working on a Lego Lagia Cruise right now. <laughs> and for Christmas, my wife got me the, the uh, Super Mario 64 question block Lego set. So I've been oh, nice. plucking away at that. Oh, yeah. I like just putting together a Lego set, something I can do with my hands while I just like have something playing on the TV. Uh, it's, it's very, it's a very Zen experience for me. Mm. So nice. I've been doing, I've been enjoying that. 
Nice. Um, I guess for me, I sadly enough, I mean, I used to have a lot more hobbies. Like I used to play tennis. Uh, I really enjoyed playing tennis casually. Um, I love watching anime when I get the time, but like, I feel like right now my only real active hobby is is gaming. And when I'm when I'm not gaming, what I like to do to relax is take walks, go out in nature, even just take walks here around LA. Um, I just love being out in the world, in the weather, especially cooler weather. And like, we're getting a lot of rain this weekend and throughout the next week here in LA. So I'm going to be taking lots of walks because I love walking, especially in the rain. So maybe it sounds a little bit unexciting, but I just, I, I like to take walks, get out outside. And I, I do love walking on trails though, like in nature, like I love like hiking and stuff like that. So I would say, you know, hiking, walking, I would like to get back into tennis someday, though, because I used to be pretty good at the casual level, and I it was great to keep in shape, which I need to be doing right now. So <laughs> I'd like to someday get back into tennis. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of different creative things when I can. Like it, just, that was that was a good example was the uh, the wallpapers that I did for Persona. Like totally didn't need to do that. It wasn't anything I was paid to do, but I wanted to make something on the side, and I'll pretty much be listening to like videos from like our other content creator friends or other kind of podcasts while that's going on in the background. Uh, something else I would have on a lot was I don't do it as much anymore, but my, my little perler beads that I would sometimes oh, make yeah. every now and then. So this is a whole set of coasters based on different Zelda items. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm put in, I also ironed out uh, a case for them. I, I interlock oh, them cute. together. Oh my gosh. That's adorable. And so all the, all the items go into the treasure chests. <laughs> little, this is a project from a long time ago, but uh, I still use them pretty constantly for just when I have people over. Uh, people can use them for, for their drinks and everything. Uh, I don't do as much with perler beads anymore, but uh, very relaxing. It's kind of like I, I kind of is the equivalent for Legos for me, just putting something together and then making something out of it. It's it's very calming. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I don't really get that chance to really relax if i if i have that free time it usually does go to gaming but uh, outside of that i do enjoy reading though the thing i'm reading now is the uh encyclopedia eorzea volume 2 for final fantasy 14 so it's still gaming related uh i do i i I like to watch anime and movies but it's it's you know limited um it's hard to find just time to watch the stuff that I typically watch. It tends to be a bit more R-rated or whatnot to just check out certain things. But it's like can't watch it while I'm watching Kai. <laughs> can't and uh, right. can't watch. A, if I'm sitting here at my computer just watching something, I'm I'm gonna be gaming or something else. So can't do that. But I do enjoy the uh, every night. Amy and I watch an episode of whatever show we're on right now, and I've been intru- I've introduced her to the uh, Netflix Shira, which she's been really in- enjoying um oh yeah lately good show uh and otherwise i uh i like i don't get the chance to do it too often but i would love to find the time again um just creative writings in the same sort of way as daniel like, even though i write for scripts and whatnot actually doing fiction writing just for fun would be nice because i have ideas it's just mm-hmm. time to put them down to paper or you know yeah paper <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, and, that's, yeah, yeah. It's it's very uh, gratifying to make a story and put it down, and eventually, hopefully, other people read it as well and be like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome!" And, yeah. and from there, it can go, yeah. it can expand a lot. Weirdly enough, my story that I have written a lot of, most of it has been written while I was in an office for my full time job, just 
hitting away at it um, during some downtime and just getting a lot more done for it than I I should have. <laughs> I kind of spent a lot more time on it than I should have. But yeah. That was me before I fully joined Game Explain. I had an old job. I worked I worked the night shift. So there's a lot of downtime. So I'm just like, well, I'll start writing on, work on some scripts, <laughs> some ideas and have those ready to go. Nice. Yeah, I had like a little notebook for, for just little ideas here and there. And then when I actually got a full-time job, that's where all the ideas from there went to the, the computer and expanded from there. So, yeah, whatever you can get, that creative writing time is very valuable. Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. And I would say also, like, it doesn't really matter what we're doing, but we could be playing games or we play board games or watching a movie. But basically anything I'm doing with my wife, I'm never happier than when I'm spending time with my wife. So whatever we're doing that de-stresses me just because she de-stresses me and just being around her makes me happy so literally anything i do with her <laughs> is a good you know i enjoy um but yeah thank you for that marathon max that was a really fun topic and uh derek why don't we do yours next man sure mine comes from hendrix trog who asks uh with this with death stranding 2 joining the pantheon of weaponized electric guitars and games what game has your favorite usage of a guitar as a weapon and I actually had to think about this, and then Daniel started listing off a bunch of like uh, before before beforehand, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, all those. But I mean, I'm gonna stick with the one that first came to my mind whenever I heard this question, and immediately went to um, Demix from Kingdom Hearts because I I, you, yeah. I will never forget Dance Water Dance, you know, and it just uh, him. I was hard. <laughs> it was it was rough. And it's 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 cool. It's it's a it's a fun ish fight, and he could be an interesting character. But I don't know. Something about that weapon does stand out. So I'm I'm gonna give that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one. What about you guys. Nice. That's a good one. I haven't even thought about Demix. Good one, man. Hmm. Um, for me, I I'm just gonna go. The first game I thought of is my third favorite game of last year, and I love this game so much. Hi-Fi Rush, baby. Uh, like that's an easy one for me. Uh, I'm sure there are other games I'm not thinking of that also have great uses of guitars as a weapon, but right now I got Hi-Fi Rush in the brain because it's such a damn good game, and uh, and then the way Chai uses it in the game is is awesome. So yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is my uh, is my answer for this easy answer. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess for me, uh, not to be a broken record, but it's Monster Hunter. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> there's 14 weapon classes in monster hunter one of them's the hunting horn and the hunting horn comes in a variety of different instruments it just depends on what you craft uh you play notes to make songs and those songs give your partners buffs depending on what songs you play uh and some of those hunting horns you can make are guitars and they make guitar sounds and yeah that's not a horn so <laughs> no there's horns bells guitars pianos it it's hunting horn, but it's really anything that makes noise. <laughs> what about you, nice. Daniel? Um, the one I always think of first is uh, Eno from Guilty Gear, a fighting game. She fights oh, yeah. with she's a she's a witch, but she fights with a rock guitar, and that's fantastic. Um, that's uh, that, that's usually the one I think of first. The Guilty Gear is very like it can be very music centric, and so that's that's usually the one I think of first because uh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I I thought of Demix as well. I, I guess it's a sitar, guitar, whatever. Maybe it's the same thing, really. Stringed instruments, but yeah, I, that's probably my answer was from Guilty Gear. Yeah, I, 
I had not have I, I would not have thought that Monster Hunter would count Brandon, but you find a way. You always find a way. <laughs> it's amazing. Get Monster <laughs> Hunter in. Um, I gotta I to spread say, the I, good word. No, you do. You do. I have to say, I have been called out by Aramis in our live audience chat because they made a really good point that I forgot about. Gitaru Man, which is one of my favorite games ever. Never and played it. Definitely is. <laughs> Oh, dude, it's so good. It's so charming. Um, it is one of the PS2's best and only rhythm games, and uh, that definitely gives Hi-Fi Rush a run for its money. So it's it's close between Hi-Fi Rush and Gitaru Man, but both qualify, and thank you for the reminder, Aramis. I knew I was forgetting something. I knew I, I was. I saw mentions of uh, Brutal Legend as well, and the funny thing is, is that, like, I think you use the, the guitar to summon things, but you don't actually hit with it. You have an actual axe for that, so that's why I didn't really consider it but got our uh our our live audience chat is talking about or caitlin posted a picture of uh, uh guitar hero on tour i think it was called for the ds that weird mm-hmm. ds yeah. guitar controller they had yeah so i can't believe they made that um all right well thank you for that hendrix that was a lot of fun and daniel what's your topic this week uh my topic this week is from oh gosh did i delete the name that which is from i'm so sorry <laughs> oh, uh, from maybe from Colin. That's right. From, okay. Uh, Colin was asking, in light of the dark hour retreating with Persona Three Reload, here's an eerie question: Do you believe in ghosts or the supernatural? I got excited when I said when I saw it was about Persona, and then it wasn't. The question wasn't actually about Persona, <laughs> but I, I still wanted to answer it anyways because it felt right. Um, in ghosts or the supernatural, uh, I, I feel inclined to believe that there is some kind of supernatural in this world. There's um, of of, of a different family, a set of family members of mine, uh, a long time ago, I remember they mentioned a story where um, my uh, my uncle was just, you know, he was just talking about just random stuff. He's like the only guy that lives in a house full of women because it's just his wife and three girls. And so he was just saying some, he was just chilling out, leaning back and saying some offhanded thing. I wasn't there what it was, but he was just probably saying some offhanded thing that you know the, the women would just scoff at and he felt a smack in the back of his head and he was like who the hell did that because everyone else was on the other side of the house and then his wife was just there he, he couldn't reach over so i was like who who did that <laughs> and um they, they kind of they, they have a little like they, they, they entertain the thought that there's a ghost that lives in the house i forgot what her name is but um, that, that she just lives in the in, in the house with them ever since like before the house was uh, in, given to them, and that, that was her. That she was watching out. She was like, "You don't talk about women like that. You just get smacked in the back of the head." And we we still we still don't know what that came from because like it, it, there was no one there. And yeah, it's just those weird things that we can't explain. That there, there might be something out there in the world. But uh, we what about you guys? Man, uh, uh, aliens. You know, <laughs> aliens. <laughs> aliens. Go, go ahead, Brandon. Uh I don't I don't necessarily believe in ghosts or anything like that. I'm not opposed to the idea. It's like if I saw a ghost I'd be like, "Oh, yeah, that's a ghost." <laughs> <laughs> I'm more inclined to believe in aliens cuz I just think right. that's cool. That's literally it. I just I think mean, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, supernatural. Right? <laughs> I might have told this story before. I don't know. Um, I, uh, I, I, I'm not inclined to believe either, but I, just, I do have this just one weird encounter that might, you could probably explain it away normally, but it was, I, 
when I was a kid, probably around nine or 10, uh, my family uh, lived out in the country where there was a, a nearby field uh, that separated uh, our house from my grandparents' house. And there's like a little walking path through that field whenever it's not like being actively in use, but you can actually uh, see through there. And my window looked out into that field. And there was one night where I woke up in the middle of the night and I look, saw outside my window because I didn't have the blinds drawn or anything like that. And I just see this white light just focused entirely around this one area of the field uh, and like, and like a cone oh, shape. And it's not like it didn't feel like it was a flashlight because my first thought was, oh, it's my grandfather walking around there in the middle of the night for some reason with a flashlight. But it was too conical where it was just like uh, very much in its own spot. So my immediate thought was like, oh God, it's aliens or something like that. And I got freaked out, uh, literally uh, (laughs) hid under the covers and forced myself to go to sleep because I wanted nothing to do with whatever that was. And that's my only like... Some big nope energy. Yeah, exactly. That was my only supernatural... Uh, encounter that I can really think it's the one that sticks out in my mind at the very least. I, 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 I really was just, Nope. I, Nope. I'm no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going yeah, to bed. I would be too, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be the same way. If I ever saw like a, a ghost and I was convinced it was a ghost, I'd be like, not talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, before I answer Jackamon, uh, just submitted a relevant super chat for five euro. Thank you so much. Uh, they said they remember going down a deep hole of YouTube supernatural slash ghost story vids. Didn't help. There was a TV series I was watching that discussed similar topics. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, you know what's funny with me is I'm not a super. I, I'm not a believer in like most things. Like you know, I, I'm not superstitious. I'm not religious. Uh, nothing like that. But I do actually kind of believe in ghosts. I do kind of believe in the supernatural, and it creeps me out. Like you will never catch me. Like I would never spend a night in a in a haunted in a house that's known to be haunted by it, it, the the legends say this is a haunted place. You're not going to catch me in there overnight. Hell no. I do believe in that <laughs> stuff. I I feel as though I have had experiences, like when I'm li- lying in the dark at night, I've been spooked by experiences where I feel like there's a presence around. Of course, who knows if it's real or not, but it feels like it could be. And you know what? I don't like sheer darkness i don't like being in the complete dark because it spooks me out and i kind of do believe in ghosts i don't know why since i don't believe in anything else but for whatever reason i believe in the supernatural and again i think it's possible um and i feel like that maybe they can contact us or reach us and or affect us in some way and it creeps me the hell out man i used to have a room in my parents house that i would never be in when it was dark because i was swear i could swear that room had something in it and i didn't like it and it creeped me out <laughs> so when i hear something at night and it's all dark and i hear something i, sh- I shouldn't be hearing my first thought is oh god what is that i don't know <laughs> i get out by that stuff man i do uh-huh. Stay, straight up i admit it i do i, I kind of do believe in ghosts I got, I got, a, yeah, I got a freaky else. story that I've seen a few times brought up, uh, Brandon, just to, this, to, as a new father. <laughs> um, oh. There's a very, co- there's a very common like uh, video of parents where you know have the baby monitor on their kid, and there was some sort of ghostliest presence in the room, enough that even the kid seemed to be aware of it because it shot up in the middle of its crib. And was looking around and sort of looking at where this oh, thing geez. had went through. And it's like, oh, hmm, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. 
They are more sensitive to those. I'm not sleeping in her crib yet, but I'm like, I'm... I'm waiting for the day where she's in her crib and I'm looking through her little baby monitor and I'm going to see something that I don't want to. She's going to float across and be like, oh, no. Dude, at least on my end, Derek, your camera went all ghost-like exactly when you said the Oh, did it really? That's amazing. I tried to get a screenshot of it, but I, I, I was too late. Oh, that was so weird. Well, this is a fun topic. Thank you for that, uh, Colin. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. And then uh, my topic this week comes from Zombie Joe, who asks, what are some game mechanics that most people dislike, such as random encounters, QTEs, level grinding, etc., but you actually find to be a lot of fun? And what's funny is that some of the stuff you mentioned here, like random encounters, QTEs, I don't mind them as long as they're, you know, to a, to a point. Like, I, I hate random encounters where the encounter rate is insane. But if it's not too bad mind random encounters same with qtes if like that's your entire gameplay shtick yeah that kind of sucks but i don't mind the occasional qte uh myself but in terms of mechanics i don't know if this would count for you mechanically but i i you know it is kind of a school of game design and i've kind of touched on this before but um a lot of people see and maybe this isn't as true as it used to be but a lot of people with the whole open world revolution seem to just hate linearity they seem like linearity is an anti-buzzword to a lot of people if something's linear Oh, it sucks. There's no imagination. Oh, I'm being guided. Just go watch a movie instead. I don't agree. I like being guided down a certain path or having, you know, not not having a completely open world to explore. I like having smaller areas to explore. I like having a narrative guide me down what a game director wants me to see and wants me to experience. And so, you know, when you design a game to be linear, a lot of people seem to hate that. I don't. I actually like it. I, I think there's value in linearity that is well done. Now, some games can take it too far. I know, obviously, I like Final Fantasy Thirteen, but yes, one of the one of the valid criticisms of that game is that it's a corridor simulator for like half of it or more than half of it, and that's fair. But I think linear, linearity can be a good thing when done right, and I think a lot of games do it right. And so linearity is something that I think would count mechanically that a lot of people hate that I like personally. What about you guys? Hmm. I was thinking about this. Um, you know, a lot of people are turned off by games like Dark Souls or, or Monster Hunter because they have kind of slow, very deliberate combat. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liken that kind of combat to fighting games. Um, so for me, I guess it would be it would be that. Just slow, deliberate combat where you really have to commit to the moves you make. Otherwise, you get punished for it. Um, I find that very rewarding. It just scratches the right itch in my brain. Um, But I get why others wouldn't like it so much, because it can be very, very punishing if you're not uh, used to that kind of gameplay. Um, But if you ever ever give it a shot, and once it eventually clicks, there's no going back. You're in. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. That's a good uh... one. I think for me, one of the ones is uh, level grinding in certain games. I don't really mind like the grind at times, especially if it's implemented in a way that it actually does feel like you're earning it, that you're working towards it, and that you can really achieve something from it. Uh, one of the standouts for me is how Dragon Quest XI can do it when you're hunting metal slimes, oh, and yeah. the fact that you can also you can also kind of cheese it so you use the pep skill electrolyte. Um, mm-hmm. Showman Silvando and Bunny J to the rescue to help 
or or randomly either have a whole host of slimes, uh, metal slimes there, or just a bunch of enemies, and it, it's it's a it's a dodge. You have to try yeah. again. But when it pays off, you can get so many levels at one time. And the best part is, is it scales as you go higher level. Yeah, you'll find like the the king slimes or those like those corrupted looking king slimes that give you just a, a boatload of experience so that you can get you know a way way stronger all at once. And yeah, that sort of thing. Um, even if it's not like you know major level grinding, I'll do something like I'm probably gonna do with Persona as well. Uh, grinding on certain floors, finding like the rare monsters, the rare treasure hands or something, and, and earning stuff from that. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I think you just cut out, Daniel. Yeah, I just blipped out again. Okay. But wait, yeah. <laughs> oh, I will return. It's always when I have something to say. Why does this always happen when I'm talking about Persona lately? I don't I, understand. I, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't really find that the level grinding uh, to be too intrusive to certain times. I'll put on this. I'll put. I'll put on something in the background and listen to it, and you know, just grind it out in in game. But yeah, that's just pretty much what mine would be. Nice. What about you, Derek? I'm trying to think that like something different from you guys because I'm, I'm like you. I don't mind random random counters in case as long as it's not too bad. It's QTEs as long as it's not too bad. Grinding as long as it's not too bad. There's 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 ways nowadays that it really um, mitigates a lot of that stuff. So I'm trying to think of other mechanics that are just really annoying to see if I'm okay with it and. I think if I had to go with one, it might be going for a 100%. And I, what I mean by that is think to like the Arkham games. And if you want to get 100%, you got to find all the Riddler trophies. And the the, right. the, the grind of getting all of those Riddler trophies and, or, you know, all the little things. I can see that being really annoying for a lot of people. But for me, it's just like... Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'll, I'll follow you along and get all these extra things and see what kind of uh, goodies I can get. Uh, it's become a thing when I stream now because I, I when I streamed um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, I was constantly getting distracted by all the little quests Damn. you could do rather than keep yeah. uh, keep it. I, collectibles and going for that 100% for those collectibles, I don't mind a whole lot. Like, even with... Um, like with Final Fantasy 14, eventually I want to try to do this. Uh, you get a mount if you get if you collect all of the the triple triad cards. I kind of want to do it. <laughs> it's even though it's like going to be grindy as hell and annoying. It's like, but I kind of wanna. <laughs> so yeah, I guess that'd yeah, be no, mine. Yeah. That's hmm. a good one because like I I I don't mind when it's when it's well designed when one when going for 100 percent is well designed and it's a good grind i agree i don't mind it either like i just did i got the platinum in spider-man 2 because it wasn't asking too much but what it mm-hmm. did did ask it was fun to do and it was like it felt natural to do that in the scope of the game but yeah obviously some games go way too way too far but same as you derek i did it in horizon zero dawn as well and forbidden west actually so if it's a good grind i enjoy that i can think of two games right from the same series that one does it significantly better than the other and that's hyrule warriors like, yes. Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition is a nightmare to 100%. Yeah, yeah like, it is. Don't yeah. ever even no. try it. But Age of Calamity, you know, mm-hmm. 80, 90 hours maybe. Uh, and all the content you do is fun the whole way through. So, like, I agree. There, there are definitely good ways to do it. Like, 100% doesn't mean your game needs to be bloated. 
Yeah. And I think that right. that's the trap that a lot of games fall into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. for sure. I mean, there's some great great answers in both our chats too. Cuban Yoko says skill trees. Tux Ping and I agree with this. Some people hate water levels, but usually they're some of my favorites. I agree. I like water levels. Mm-hmm. So there's some great motion controls was another answer up above. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Some, some good answers from everybody. Someone well, somewhere you. some above says gotcha. No, gotcha isn't a mechanic. <laughs> it's an affliction, and we yeah, just yes. deal with it. I don't think I can. I don't think I can think of a positive. Uh, like example of gotcha even even in xenoblade chronicles 2 and you're not paying for it it still sucks i don't like gotcha at all yeah the uh don't ever have someone who needs to be a completionist also play a game with gotcha that's that's yeah (laughs) trust me that's why i actually stopped heroes because i'm not getting one i want i'm like nope i know this trap i'm i'm out (laughs) i gotta i gotta escape seven years man we're at seven years with this game (laughs) i can't believe it uh well, thank you for that question, Zombie Joe. That was a lot of fun. And thank you all for your questions. As a reminder, if you support us on Patreon or YouTube members at the producer tier or above, you can suggest topics to for us to discuss just like the ones we just did every week. And uh, we've got a few more super, well, quite a few more super chats. A lot chats, of super chats. We're going to head to our patron-exclusive post-show. So let's see here. Going back to Sonic, we've got Mushworks with 10 Canadian dollars. Thank you so much. So, Maria, since most of her appearances depict her wearing long sleeves, with Shadow 05 being the outlier with her being short-sleeved, which direction do you see Sonic Movie 3 taking her outfit? I didn't even think about that. I didn't either. They'll probably go with... it. They seem to be mining Adventure 2, right? So they're probably going to go with her Adventure 2 design, I would guess. That's, yeah, That probably. seems to be likelier to me. Yeah. Uh, Klaxon with $5. Thank you so much. Do you think the Space Colony arc may be renamed the Death Egg partway through by Eggman? Would be a cool tie-in. That would Oof, be pretty neat. I didn't even think about that. That's that a good happen. suggestion. Yeah, that's a good one. I guess it's. I guess it comes down to how important the identity of the arc is in the movie. But I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things with this, the Sonic world in the in the movies doesn't seem as advanced enough to have something like the arc in it, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, knows. Yeah, he's going to be like, I've got an announcement to make, and it's going to be <laughs> the the. It's not a moon anymore. It's just it's just a separate entity. It's the Death Egg. That's where you're going to incorporate it because that's iconic. You got to have the Death Egg yeah. somewhere in yeah. this, in this yeah. series. I mean, we got the Death, Death Egg robot. I got to have the Death Egg at some point. Yeah. Uh, next up, Chronicles of the Apothecary with 200 yen. Thank you so much. What are your favorite and least favorite dungeons? Well, this is a discussion unto itself, so I'll just name one really quick. Tower of the Gods from The Wind Waker is a favorite of mine. Um, least favorite? I didn't Wind like tem- the Sand Wind Shield. Temple, same game. Oh, least that's favorite. a good one. Mm. I didn't like the Sand oh, Ship as Tower Sword. What? Personally. Oh, really? That's a great one. That like one hurts it. me. Yeah. Oh, that was I don't know why. Awesome. A lot of Ancient people love sister. it. I, I'm in the minority there. That's a great one, Ancient Sister. Mm. Top ten, top Honestly, three. The ones that uses the uh, the time stones that that alter time in that one space. That's such a cool concept. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Oh, mm-hmm. the linear reminds the the mind. What is it? The linear reminding station or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, yeah. a couple that use that, but yeah, they, they, they use, I, I thought they used that very well. Mm-hmm. What about you, Derek? Uh, I love. Oh, I, I love stone tower temple that's probably one of my favorites ever oh that's a just, great one it, just the concept and just the 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 5d chess that the developers had to do to make that work in, in both inverted and the other way it's it's so impressive to me arbiter's grounds twilight princess i just love that setting that's a good one too yeah yeah 
It's funny when you when they've said favorite dungeons, I, my mind did not go to Zelda. It went to uh, RPG dungeons, and my my first thought was like, hated dungeon was oh the Crystal Tower from Final Fantasy three. Oh god, yes, <laughs> that thing is a a nightmare. Favorite dungeon, like I, I was thinking, like is there a dungeon I like in an RPG? Like I guess I guess just keep myself on theme. Uh, honestly, the introductory dun- dungeon in Final Fantasy IV is good where you encounter the Mist Dragon because I think feel like it strikes that balance and gives you that sort of oh. introduction pretty well and memorable That's ending. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up, Dark B Andy with ten dollars. Thank you. Uh, advice: Haven't finished OG FS7. Currently on disc two with the Great Glacier. I want to beat disc two before Rebirth launch. Is it worth beating Ruby and Emerald weapons, or save them on disc three? Save them for disc, disc three. three. And really, honestly, try yeah, to beat FF7 wait. if you can. If you just try to finish FF7, period, if you can before Rebirth hits. You don't have to. You have but the time. If, if you're that far, you have the time. It's just a matter of how much you want to do. Like you could, you could beat it and then come back and do the other stuff if you want. If you really want to just see the end. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, next up, two year old from Jacomon. Thank you so much. Has anyone here watched Hasman Hotel? No, but I've heard of it, and I've been hearing more of it lately. I saw the pilot. I saw the first episode that was free on YouTube. I've not seen any of the others, but I have listened to the songs, and there's some really good songs in that in that show. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind checking it out. I just haven't for the usual reasons. <laughs> right. Uh, next up, a pair of super chats from Disney Duncan for $7 total. Thank you. What sort of jokes are you hoping to hear in Deadpool 3? I hope he jokes about not being in Mortal Kombat or can't be in Mortal Kombat. Um, just, just the fourth wall breaking jokes. Those are always my favorite that Deadpool makes. Just break that fourth wall, get really meta with it. That's what I like to see Deadpool do. Gotta be the big one about how he's in the MCU now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for that. Exactly. <laughs> I I think it'd be really funny if uh, it's a build off the one of my favorite jokes from Deadpool 2 where he's talking about how they uh, couldn't get the other actors from the main X-Men movies in there. And they just a scene where they're in the room behind like having cake or something. And they're just like slowly close the door so they don't don't have to interact with (laughs) him because he's like, where are they? Where are they? Never see him in the mansion. I would love that. Just MCUified. So all of a sudden just there's there's Robert Downey Jr. And all the retired superheroes are just hanging out in the background and he doesn't notice. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Jackamon with five euro. Thank you so much. Uh, talking about when we were going over our hobbies, our non-gaming hobbies, Lego is the best way to keep calm. I remember getting into it a few years ago, but I have to get back into it. Lego is fun, but expensive, mm-hmm. as you were saying, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Duncan is back with five more dollars. Wow, thank you. After learning about Redeads and Zelda, I hope zombies never become a thing. You and yeah. me both. I think we can all agree on that. Yes, no zombies, no Redeads. Uh, then Jackamon is back yet again with five more euro. Thank you. Unpopular opinion. I prefer linearity in Pokemon games. You know what? I, mm. I like Scarlet and Violet, but I think I do too. Mm. I think I prefer linearity as well in Pokemon games. I, I might it agree. It will be weirdly refreshing when or if the uh, Gen 5 remakes come back at some point. Because that kind of linearity I'm, I'm totally fine with in a game like that. Yeah. Yeah. It feels good to be guided, and I feel like they could make it work if they just allowed you to really be truly open, where they just have each and like boss encounter or like gym encounter or whatever actually scale to wherever you're at. Like, yeah, right. if point. this is your yeah. first, if this is your first gym here, whatever one you go to first, they're scaled to this, and that's know, yeah, that's that's same thing, sort of thing. So yeah, right. Wow, we have a three-part super chat from Klaxon worth $30 total. Thank, oh, thank you wow. so much for your Klaxon. And this is a ghost story we've got. Here we go. 
Speaking of the supernatural, I once saw my dad in the house when he was on a business trip. It was late at night, and I saw him in his pajamas, but when I walked to him, he disappeared. To make sure I wasn't dreaming, I turned on the lights and moved a Lego under my pillow. When I woke up, the Lego was there. When my dad was back, he said he was thinking about me one day on his trip. He was hoping that I was doing all right because I was having bad anxiety. It was the same day I saw his quote-unquote astral projection or whatever it was. I still don't know what happened. Oh, wow. I love it. I got goosebumps. Creepy. Cool. <laughs> I love it though. Thumbs <laughs> out there. And then one last super chat from Disney Duncan for five dollars. Thank you. I'm excited for Sonic Three, but there's another three that I'm excited for more that'll be the first R rated MCU movie this year. And of course we we know you're talking about Deadpool. I think we're all pretty excited for it as well. So we are sharing in your excitement. And wow. That was one of the like the super chat heaviest episodes yeah. we've had in a long There's time. There's still one more yeah. from Duncan who's asking. Is there another one? Uh, yeah, asking Young Link versus Toon Link. Oh, uh, Toon Link in my heart uh, because Wind Waker Link, Link is my favorite. Me. Toon yeah. Link. Yeah, Young Link would be me. Ooh, we're split down the middle. Two. Perfect. Two. Are we talking about Wind Waker Link or like other Toon Link? Because I'm talking specifically about Wind Waker Link, not like I thought of Phantom Hourglass Link. Link. I, I, I thought of Wind Waker, Spirit but Dragon. yeah. Yeah. Cool. Wow, that was a lot of super chats. Thank you all so much for your incredible <laughs> generosity. Seriously, we all love you so much. Uh, as always, we do have to give a special shout out to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen because uh, you help keep the lights on. We couldn't do what we do without you, so thank you. And as always, we have to give an extra, extra special shout out to all of our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, wonderful, amazing, incredible folks include Brandon Bovia, Judy Caitlin, Fangs, Z Patty, Sky Blue Flames, Eastman 23, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Logan Daniel, The D Pad, Blake, Joy Content, Angel Martinez, Vedron, Joshua Hunter, Benny Yao, Azran127, Black King, Joseph Rutkin, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Wataniac, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Andrew Medeiros, Darchi, Ikaro, Dark B Andy, Esax06, Michael McCall, or sorry, Esax08, excuse me, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber CPHT, Too Much Spaghetti, Bane 400, Askeron 809, Reiner, The Game Org, Super Gamer Dude 101, Mercury, Ravelox, Rosa Pardo Bowling, Hi Steve's Mom, Darksteel 01, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Cystic Warrior 29, DJ Jurassic, Super Dank Awesome Unicorn Guy, Derek, Colin, Blazestar 25, Twilord, Mumbling Yeti, Cameron Sharp, Keel, Hustlebun, Noah Fitterer, Calvin Atkinson, Brainchild, the entire state of Wisconsin, Jim Wakelin, Zlaker, Aramis Baramis, Kyle the Monarch, Lord Metarex, Blaze Collard, Eric, Cat Evie Person 5, Peyton Thiel, Mega Beatman True Blue Reviews, Ryan Hanley, The Game Jamie, Zombie Joe, and last but certainly not least, Marathon Max. Thank you all so much. And while I was reading out all of your fine names, we got one more super chat from Disney Duncan for $2. Thank you, saying Young Link has the Fierce Deity Mask, and that is a fair point. That is a yeah, fair he point. He does have the Fierce Deity Mask. 
That will do it for episode 91 of the GVG cast. Really quick plug, uh, I'm actually going to, right after we record our post show, I'm going to be doing a podcast with our former uh, TNT guest, Kat Bailey. So go check out her podcast, uh, Acts of the Blood God. I'm going to be defending Final Fantasy IX as one of my favorite RPGs. And so if you're a fan of RPGs, you should definitely go check out her podcast. I'm going to be recording very soon. Better fight tooth and nail. (laughs) Yes, I will. I promise, because I love FF9. But thank you so much, everybody. We hope you have a great weekend. Good night and good vibes. Bye. Bye. Till we meet again.